Greetings, folks, and welcome to the DBA podcast episode five, giving you the business every week. This is Wednesday, March 11th, 2015. And here in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And in the San Francisco Bay Area, I'm Shannon Jean. Happy to report we got some rain today. Oh, crazy, crazy occurrence, so I have to mention this. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, look, we got sunshine today, which is good. good. Yeah, it was a little on the it was a little warmer than we expected and a lot more sunshine, so there's a lot of melting happening, which you know, which kind of makes things a little interesting. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, we worry about flooding after all the snow we had, but that's crazy. Yeah. Be worse if it rained. So that's right. You get the that's rain, right. that's where we want it. That's what we want. We want to ship things around. So <laughs> yeah, needed yeah, to happen. That's right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So cool. So, hey, uh, last week we kind of ran out of time because whether you, everybody will realize sooner than later, I like to talk a lot. And uh, we did not get to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is credit cards. And so I thought we would lead off today and uh, talk about credit cards and specifically affinity cards like mileage cards and different program cards. And I know you have some experience with that. And so do I. So uh, I thought we'd jump in and chat about that. Yeah, it's 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 a topic you and I have spoken about, uh, you know, one on one in the past, but it's been a while since we've talked about it. And so I'm I'm curious to hear I, I want you to start. I'm curious to hear sure. where, where you are with, uh, you know, how what you I guess we should start with using a card for your own, I'm not going to say as a consumer, not for your, yeah. not necessarily for your own personal stuff, but you know, also for your business, right? I mean, sure. these Absolutely. things are interchangeable, but then once we go through the consumer side, I want to switch to the other side and talk about using cards, accepting cards as a merchant, right? Yeah. Because so we'll do that. So we'll, yeah, we'll swing back around because there's some, as we talk about all these great benefits uh, at the end, we want to make sure we mention the, uh, the cost. Who, Who's paying for all this? Yes, sir. And unfortunately, it's it's us. You might be surprised. <laughs> it's us. That's right. So, yeah. So anyway, um, one of the things, you know, when you get your business going, and it doesn't matter what kind of business you run, you're going to have all kinds of bills to pay. And uh, I got some advice years and years ago when I was out looking for uh, capital to, to run my business and buy inventory. And uh, at the time, I was chasing auctions around the country buying Apple gear, uh, and met a, a great guy that had a lot of experience dealing with uh, credit cards and using them to get financing, but as well uh, using mileage cards and affinity and points and programs like that to enrich uh, his life. And uh, this fellow named Jay Kimmy, uh, who I was a former business partner with, really taught me the ropes and uh, we ran with it and it really took off when I got my lovely wife involved who uh, quickly realized the benefits of paying uh, tens of thousands of dollars worth of bills each month and uh, with these cards and you know tens of thousand dollars worth of bills equals tens of thousands of points and frequent flyer miles and that kind of thing and it doesn't take long to really add up. And when you start paying things like your UPS bill, uh, your electricity bill, your gas bill, your anything you can possibly imagine should go on an affinity card. And you, there's lots of them to pick and choose. Uh, today, uh, I'm going to mention two of my favorites and a story about a third one that I, I don't currently have, but I think is a great example of how to really... Uh, uh, use the system. Um, whatever card you get, there's one aspect that's very important that you should just avoid if they don't offer that. And that is interstatement bill paying. I'll say that again. Interstatement bills paying allows you to make payments to the card 
in between your billing statements. Because more than likely, especially if you're just getting started or even uh, later on, you, you're going to get a card that has a limit of, let's say it's, let's just say it's $10,000. Sure. Well, um, you, you're going to quickly max that out when you're paying all your bills with that card. And what you want to use is your cash flow from your business to pay that card off and kind of re-up it as many times as you can each month. So, Until you can get them to raise your limit, right? And Absolutely. And, right. and different cards have different uh, ways to handle that. Some cards, you can call them every 30 days and ask for a limit increase. Some cards, you have to wait 12 months. So, you, you know, the key to, to finding that out, um, and, and there's a great website that tracks a lot of these cards. It's actually called flyertalk.com. And the, there's a whole section up there about affinity cards and what people think are the best. And it kind of depends on what you're going to do. For me, uh, when I was looking for cards, what I wanted first and foremost was a card that did not have a set spending limit, but rather was based on my ability to pay it back. Uh, That's very important because it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Traditional card is okay. I'm going to give you this $10,000 limit. Well, on an Amex card, specifically, I, my favorite card is a, a Starwood Preferred Guest card, SPG, and you can get it at spg.com. Uh, it's an American Express card. And they really don't have a set limit, but they need to get to know you. And by starting off small and building up your credit, and you can call them every 30 days, you can have a conversation with them about increasing what they are comfortable with allowing you to spend. And that card is, is the best used for travel. If you like to travel, this is, in my opinion, the number one card you can get. And there's a couple of reasons. One, uh, excuse me, Starwood properties have hotels all over the world in some awesome places. And in, in my case, typically hotels that I am not going to go spend four or $500 a night to stay at. It's just not going to be in my wheelhouse of hotels that I'm going to pick when I'm paying for them myself. But when I'm using my points, well, of course you want to stay there and it allows you a way to enrich your life and not be taxed on it. So you're not taking extra income out of your business and then paying for a vacation with your family, but rather you're getting, it's almost like you're using pre-tax money, uh, you know, quote money to enrich your life and get to travel with your, your wife and family, as well as using it for your business. So if you need to jump on a plane quickly the same day, next day, you know, you're going to pay a premium, but if you're going to use your points, you're not going to pay anything. I right. mean, as and, long as there's a point seat available and, yep. and, and actually point seats, uh, jumping to airline cards, Yep. You know, usually there's a limited amount of point seats that any airline will have. Uh, you know, I fly American Airlines a lot and and there's a fixed number of point seats available on any plane. But about three days before that plane takes off, that number opens up often. Yeah, Not correct. always, but but often. So, yeah, you're right. It can it can work out quite well. Uh, yeah. And I think yeah. you're the one of the things you're you're hitting on there is being flexible. Right. And, and if you can be flexible with those points, I mean, it, it, it can open up the world to you literally. Yeah. Uh, and, and where you can go. And um, the, the SPG card, one of the benefits of it, in addition to being used for hotels, is they are partnered with airline programs all over the world. American happens to be one of their partners. Yep. And and one of the not very well known features of the SPG program is that. 
for every 20,000 points that you transfer out of the SPG program to a, an airline partner, SPG is going to give you a $5,000 bonus, 5,000 points. Yep. And so what that means is you, you, if you need 25,000 points, you only need to transfer 20 and you're going to get that extra 5,000. So and that can earning, really typically, Yeah. Typically you're earning those points. Cause I used to be an American airlines card, uh, hold uh, holder. Actually I still right. am. And to uh-huh. a degree, I still use it, but my main one is the same as yours, the SPG one. And, yep. uh, and which is an Amex, as Correct. you pointed out. But uh, but, you know, you typically are earning those points the same way. You get one point per dollar spent. So it, it's it pays off to earn those points on the Starwood card, because like you said, you get the five thousand point bonus even when you're transferring them back to your uh, to your airlines card account or to your airlines points account, I should say. You got uh, it. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it works out really well. Yeah. Yeah. And and the, the thing is, like all credit cards, if you, you know, you listen to any financial planner, th- these are payments that you're going to make anyway. You're going to pay your UPS bill. You're going to pay uh, if you're if you're buying inventory, which is what we buy a lot of with uh, Tech Restore and our other businesses. So the first thing we ask is, will you take our, our Amex and, and, you know, a significant amount of time suppliers will say yes because they're happy to get the money quickly and we use that and you can also if if they don't take credit cards directly or amex directly you can link those cards to your paypal account and you can pay them with paypal and wind up getting them the funds the same way but using your amex so there's a few different ways to uh to get it done so you're yeah, funding awesome. you're funding a PayPal transaction directly from your credit card and not by your PayPal balance. You got it. And you the the only kind of thing that I, I can't stand about I love PayPal and we're going to talk a lot about them in later shows. But uh, in order to use your card, you have to drain the balance in that account. Okay, so, so you, there's no way to tell it bypass my balance other than saying Haha, I have no balance. No. That's right. So what we do is we have a separate PayPal account that always stays at zero. And the rest of the accounts that are all taking in funding from our different channels of sales and things, you know, they have balances in them in and out. We do in and out, but we always have one that's we've had forever and we have our, our credit cards linked to it. And whenever we buy something, anything on eBay or, you know, Amazon, you know, you can use those directly, but eBay using PayPal, you want to fund it with that credit card. Um, and not only does it, do you get those points, but you also, and my PayPal rep will not be happy when I tell you this, but it does allow you a second level of protection as a buyer if you're worried about your, your, your supplier, your vendor. So if you're buying something in China, let's say, for example, and ordering, we order everything from parts to tiny little plastic ninjas that we include inside every box that we ship out. Sure. So you got a, you got a new a ninja vendor and you're not quite sure who they are. Uh, you pay them with PayPal, you fund it via your Amex. If there's a problem, you now have two companies standing behind you to help you. Your first step is to go to PayPal and open a case and, and uh, they'll help you get things resolved. But if for some reason things don't go quite your way or you don't get the attention you want, you've got American express also, willing to help you out they're very powerful you got to be careful with that though because i've I've been through that and 
and uh, contested a PayPal charge or, you know, it was a PayPal pass through charge, we'll call it. Right. You, OK. Right. Yep. You know, it's exactly the scenario you're talking about. And PayPal, for whatever reason, said, no, you know, we're we're going to allow this. And so it was like, fine, you know, we'll just nix it on the Amex. And then that PayPal account and everything associated with it was blackballed, I believe, forever with PayPal. They had no interest in ever, ever doing business with us again on that particular channel. Yeah. And you're right. You, you, this is something that you can't do all the time. I, I've done it a, a few times when we've been in a real pickle. Sure. Uh, and, and more so, and, and way I usually respond to PayPal when they call you immediately when it happens is yeah. you say, Hey, I'm just trying to get your attention, guys. We, we need to take another step. And I wasn't getting it with the, the canned email responses and those kinds of things. But that's a real valid point. Um, so you're still, in the end, I guess your, your dispute. You're either using PayPal to dispute with the vendor or you're using your credit card to dispute with PayPal, but there's no way to to have PayPal out of it, <laughs> right? No, there isn't because it goes through them. Because it goes you through know, them, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's they, they don't like it, of course, because of course. it's a transaction they're really not making any money on. Right. Uh, they're, they're paying fees to Amex and those kinds of things. So you definitely want to use it sparingly, but it, it is nice to have it in your it's back in your pocket. pocket. Yeah, you know, sure. Back there. So, so, okay. Um, I, I, I want to ask a question. You, yep. you, how, how many of your bills, business and personal, are you able to funnel through your, your credit card? Like your utility company? I mean, groceries is easy, right? I mean, and, and yep. again, that's a personal thing, right? Groceries is easy. Payroll, you probably can't put on your credit card, although we all would love to. Yeah, I can't do payroll. No. <laughs> There's, and I'd love to as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for us, um, you know, if I had to pick a percentage, I, I could probably stab it at about 80%. Uh, you can't pay your rent typically unless you, you're, you know, if you're paying rent, you can't pay a mortgage. Um, you can pay your taxes, but you're going to pay a fee. You're that, eating the fee. That's right. You're going to eat the fee. But sometimes, like, you look at the numbers and sometimes that fee might make sense, especially if you're dealing with a new supplier, you don't know. And I will tell you, I just went through this with a supplier. We just bought a a large quantity of uh, defective iPhones and it was a new supplier seemed okay. And they said, Hey, it's wire transfer before we ship or we'll take your, you know, I said, we take our corporate Amex. Yes, but it's uh, 3%. Well, in this case, I kind of feel like I'm buying protection, you know, and in addition, I'm going to get a significant amount of points, but that 3% really uh, gives me a, a much more confidence in the deal in case the deal goes sideways, the product doesn't show up. So those are just business decisions you need to make on whether that cost uh, paying that 3% or whatever it is, is worth it for you. Sometimes well, it is. And, and if you do the math, right. At three percent, let's say and I'm going to use a twelve thousand dollar transaction because, well, because it, looking at three percent on a twelve thousand dollar transaction, which will now earn you twelve thousand points, right? Yep. With with Starwood, Correct. most of the time you're going to wind up getting a room that's probably about four hundred bucks for twelve thousand points. That's correct. So yep. you know, you're even if it's a three hundred dollar room, okay. Well, now your cost on that insurance, if you will. It's yep. either sixty bucks or negative forty. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a, right. it's often it's a good deal when yeah. you think about it, yep. and uh, you know it's it's important to point out that that twelve thousand point that you know that's a per night uh, yeah. stay, but you know as you're quickly building up these these points, and and you mentioned it uh, earlier too about using it, your personal card. So when you get a an SPG card, you can get one for yourself, and you can get one for your wife. 
And those accounts can feed into the same uh, uh, points uh, account. Right. And so, we, you know, we use it for, uh, you know, every single thing we can. But as I started the, the, this thread on, if you will, is we already know those invoices are coming. Those bills are coming. The cash is sitting there ready to pay them. And, and thinking again, back to these interstatement payments, if you don't have, you know, a big limit on that account, you, you need to be making those payments. I mean, you can make one payment every 24 hours on that SPG card, right? Which is incredibly powerful. And you link it right to your bank account. So you could, you know, let's say they've given you their, you, you got your account approved and they, they're comfortable with you spending, you know, $10,000 again. Well, you could drop that and fill it up, and, you know, play it again or, you know, fill it up again over and over again and just keep paying it down. And that's the important, what you don't want to do if you absolutely can avoid it is you don't want to carry a balance on this thing over the, you know, cause that, that's another discussion altogether. Then if, if using the card to stretch, you know, cause you, you don't have the cash flow. There's a better card for that. Yeah, because the interest rate on these affinity cards a, is super high. It's yeah. very high, and, yeah. it's, and it's not worth it. And if you need that, so American Express also has a card called the Plum Card, and it's a business card. And in a nutshell, the beauty of the, of the Plum Card is they will give you either, if you're a grandfathered in like we are, you get 2% cash back. I think right now they're offering 1.5% yep. on, on any balance you pay within 30 days. So you could, you will build this cash back up and it could be significant when you're paying it off. But let's say you run into a problem and your cash flow, you know, cash is king in, in your business and you've got payroll and this and that, and you need to float a little bit longer. So the plum card, it'll give you one and a half to 2% cash back for 30 days. But if you paid within 30 days, if you don't pay it, you get 60 days interest free to wow. pay off whatever you, whatever you owe on it. And as in the inventory business, which I've always been in buying product, you know, I, once I got that card, I think I've, you know, about eight or nine, 10, maybe 10 years ago, my thought process was, okay, what can I buy and, you know, sell it and get paid off within 60 days? I mean, it's, it's really free capital for 60 days. Uh, and it's a card without a limit and, and maybe, I mean, and also critically important, it's a card with a sales rep. Once you spend a certain dollar amount, they'll assign a rep to your account. So you, you can send them your financials. You can, you know, talk to them. It's, it's like having a banker, but they work for American Express and they have local reps all over the country and they'll help you get that, uh, your dollar amount up to incredible amounts of money that you could charge on that plum card. And, you know, I I have a buddy of mine in Texas that I do a lot of stuff with and we talk you know, every couple of days. And this guy uses the plum like even far more than I do. And he scrambles to get those things paid in that 30 days because he hunts that 2%. And it, it's significant. And this guy if buys. If your margins are 10%, which in some yep. businesses is still really good, right? Really, really good. Really yeah. good, right. But, yep. you know, if even if your margin's 10%, 2%, you just put 20% more in your pocket. That's right. There were times when, and I, and I won't mention any names, but this buddy of mine who was in the new computer business, which is extremely low margins, we're talking, yeah. you know, 5%. Single right? digit, low single, single digit. digit yep. right, where the profit that he made on his business was basically the 2% he was getting back 
from the plum card. It's not surprising. Yeah. Not yeah, at all. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a great card. And, and I'll, we'll link to both, both of them on the website. And, uh, the last example I'll give you is there's a, uh, there's a card that is Sam's club issues a card and it's a 2% cash back. And I have a, a, good friend of mine. It happened to be this uh, fellow Jay that turned me on to all these cards. And, and this guy, he made a game, you know, he gamified everything and he made a game out of these cards and he happened to know the, the manager at this local Sam's club. And, and uh, so he, he calls me says, Hey, I got this new card. You should go check it out. It's 2% and there's a cap at a million dollars annually. So you could charge up to a million dollars, sure. but you know, a small, again, interstatement payments, you know, they're not going to give you a million dollar credit limit. Um, Right. And so this guy, yeah, he would like to have that, but yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So, so he would, you know, over and over finding things to put on that card over and over and over. So he called me one day and he says, Hey, I'm headed down to, uh, to Sam's club. I've had that car about a year. I'm going to go down and get my $20,000. I said, what do you mean? And he says, well, I talked to the manager and I said, you know, they said it's $20,000 cash back. Can I come down and pick up cash? And sure enough. And it gets it, again, free. You probably need to know the, maybe you need to know the manager at the Sam's club. But it really is income. It, it is really not income. It's money you've you've spent, and theoretically you've been taxed on it before uh, as income or whatever it may be. And of course, you need to talk to your accountant because we're yeah, not accountants. No, on the we're show. not. But you, but you know, you know um, chances are, and I'm no accountant, so really yeah. I encourage you to talk to your accountant. But um, if you've spent the million dollars you've probably written off every one of those charges right i would think yes. so if twenty thousand yes. is coming back that kind of is income if you've written off the million it depends yeah it, right it, it depends yeah. on how you've managed it through it and listen you know there's there there are a lot of um gray areas in the tax code listen there's a lot of ways you can cheat at your taxes and that's that's not a good idea. No, you got to sleep at night. Well, right. Yeah. You, yeah you're always going to be looking over your shoulder uh, at right. the very least. Right. You know, let, let yep. alone the yep. ethical part of it. But yeah, sure. Um, but there are gray areas in the tax code. And as long as you are on the correct side of the gray area, you know, I, the way I look at that stuff is their rules, not mine. Right. Yeah. I didn't write them. This path through them is legal. It might not be the path well trodden. But listen, that, I've always said that those paths through the tax code are where the margins live for small business owners. Of course. And you have and, to take advantage of them. Yeah. And I, I, my rule of thumb is if my accountant is comfortable with it because he's far more conservative than I am. Yep. I'm going to be comfortable with it. Totally. You know? Yeah. And yeah. you need to find the right accountant too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. You, you, you got to have somebody you. that's, yeah, yeah. They, they really need to kind of, and again, there's another great show topic. Yeah, exactly. uh, you know, accountants are great advisors, but you need to think about, you know, uh, are they recommending you do things you're not comfortable with, or are you always trying to pull them into areas that you think, you know, so, so it's, it's a balance there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question about it. So anyway, it was a great story. And, and yeah. the guy, you know, Call walking out to his truck and calls me up and says, I just picked up my 20,000 cash from Sam's Club. I said, man, that's brilliant. That's I love awesome. it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they 1099 him for that. Hopefully not. I don't think so, man. Right. Because they kind of considered it a rebate of purchases that you had made, you know, on the that's car. True. So it's, yeah. From their standpoint, they had already accounted for that because you they yeah. have to, right? It's a rebate yeah. that they're accruing. And so it's already, it's a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So... The, the coming back around to where we started at the beginning, you know, all these, as you can imagine, these cards, these affinity cards, 
they someone is paying for those points for those miles. Well, I, I, hang on, before we get so, there. Oh yeah, sure. I, I, I just want to. There's a couple of things you you basically covered all of it. I, I don't have a whole lot to add to the yeah, to this consumer sure. side discussion. But um, you know, there was a day, and this was probably eight nine years ago. I was here in New Hampshire, but I don't think we'd been here that long. I got an email, and I hit like I okay. said, I had been using uh, my uh, Citibank. American American uh, Airlines MasterCard, right? My Citibank okay. Advantage yep. MasterCard for years that I was using to earn points. This was right about the time you were telling me, hey, man, you know, this Starwood thing might be a better deal for you. I and, remember that. Yeah. Right. And uh, and I got an email. It was actually my spam folder that said, hey, you, you're a member of the Million Miler Club. Ah, and I thought, awesome. what? And I then I kind of <laughs> looked at it and I realized, oh, this isn't this isn't BS. This is real. Yeah. And, and I looked on my account and sure enough, in my advantage account, it says you're a million miler club. And I'm like, well, I haven't flown a million miles, but I've sure spent a million dollars. Yes, you know? yes, exactly. And, uh, and, and so at, at that time, this has since gone away. I think it was about three years after that, that the, um, the points you earned with your credit card counted toward your million miler status. Now this was at a time where million miler status was not a published thing. They wouldn't even acknowledge that it existed. Oh, now, that's interesting. Nowadays yeah. they do. It's like a, yeah. it's a common thing. And, and it's, so it gives me lifetime gold on, on American airlines and all that stuff. And that was really handy. It, honestly, these days, everybody's got some level of status. So it yeah. affords me far less than it used to, to have that's that, interesting. that gold, but it did work, you know, that's awesome. It, it gets you there. So, so there's even yeah. more benefits. Um, well, and it's, it's similar to the, like the United has their one K thing. Yeah. You fly, you know, but, and yeah. they change that as well. And I think they're kind of squeezing at these, tightening these things up a little bit. They to, are. You know, yeah. They want it. They want people that are actually going to write checks or, you know, pay for the tickets to get another benefit versus the points guys. Yeah. They're, 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 yeah. they have, they had to, cause they started giving these things out too easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's an awesome story. I have noticed with Amex because we have several different businesses here, right? I've got, you know, backbeat media and Mac observer. And then I have my Dave, the nerd consulting business. And then of course there's me personally. Yep. Amex has a four card account maximum per person. Mm. So I wanted to add another Amex account to my thing. There was a, there was some other affinity deal that made sense okay. for me. It might've been an airline thing. I forget what it was. And you know, I went through the online thing and they're like, yeah, you've got a call. Like what? Interesting. So I called. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I called up and because I my credit limit or my credit rating is is over eight hundred still, and so sure, like you know, I'm like I know they're not. They know me as a customer. They know me forever. Yeah, right, you know? right. And they're like, oh yeah, um, which of your accounts do you want to close before you open this one? It's like, well, none. That's interesting. You yeah. know, <laughs> and yeah. yeah. I said, well, we right. just company policy. I said, well, these other ones are through businesses. They're like, yeah, but your businesses aren't big enough for the business itself. To mm-hmm. have its own credit account, right? So it's yeah. it still comes back to you. You've got your four max, and and that's fine. But that doesn't mean you can have four cards maximum. It's four different card accounts, right? Accounts. Yeah. Nice. So I mean, on on like yeah. the you know the Mac Observer one, we have uh, I for, honestly I forget. I think it's three or four. You know, different different people, myself and sure. But and yeah. the same with Backbeat, and and obviously my personal one. I think my kids actually have um, personal cards. You know, that's that's something. I stumbled onto about a year ago, not necessarily for the points, but um, uh, my kids are like your kids age. They're in their early teens. They're going on field trips and stuff with school, like overnight field trips. And the first one my daughter went on, 
she, uh, you know, I went to the, I don't know why I didn't think right, but anyway, I went down to the pharmacy and I got her one of these, you know, hundred dollar prepaid visa things. And okay. Yeah. And you pay, sure. you pay three, three fifty or whatever on top yeah. of the hundred bucks. And I was like, that's fine. But then she gets back and there's $6 and 42 cents left. That's impossible yeah, exactly. to spend. Yeah. <laughs> what you need to do is you got to buy an, you got to buy an Amazon gift card with that $6 and 42 oh, cents. Nice. And then you can spend it as part of a larger purchase. That makes sense. Yeah. That's you're awesome. Gonna, you're going to have to do some Googling though, to figure out what zip code is associated with that particular oh. vendor's card because Amex, or, uh, sorry, Amazon needs the zip code in order to charge that card. So that's interesting. Yeah, but very good. Af- yeah. But after that, I realized, wait a minute, I called up my bank and I said, can I just get cards for my kids based on my personal account? And they're like, of course. Yeah. And so nice. my, yeah, my, my well under 18 children now have credit cards actually they have cards with $45,000 limits or something on it. Cause yeah, which is more than they should. Careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I have the PayPal uh, debit cards for my kids, which work out really well. That's you smart. Can, yeah. You can, and we can, we can chat about that. You can funnel, uh, you know, funds into them and, and manage it and they can hand you, you know, here, dad, here's $50 cash. I want to go buy this. And I just dump, you know, an extra 50, I keep to 50 and move 50 into their account or whatever yeah. it is that they need. And, uh, it's, it's good. I'm trying to, you know, trying to teach them to manage their cash. Well, that's and, it. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Kids. It's the same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But you cool. can, you can earn, you can earn points based on your kids purchases too. Is, is, is yeah, um, that's killer. Yeah. 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 But, um, have you, it. have you ever, again, before we jump to the, the merchant yeah, sure. side, have you ever considered or used the cashback cards? I mean, I know you you sort of mentioned the Sam's Club one um, versus points yeah. cards. You know, I, I, we really haven't. We really, we, I mean, I've used them and we've done some things and we have a, uh, we have a couple of them that have like merchandise or cashback and, and, but it always seems we, we really only use them when we can't use the MX. Yep. Uh, and there are some suppliers just, they don't take MX, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and so we'll wind up, you know, either getting, uh, you know, some merchandise thing or uh, gift cards or, or just getting, getting the cash back. And that works pretty well. We probably don't use it enough to where it has a big impact, uh, you know, on, on what, what, what we do on a monthly basis. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, it does make sense to standardize and prioritize one card and yeah. earn as many points as possible there. The only time I have a couple of different cards and this, I, this was actually why I wanted the, the extra Amex card is uh, I wanted to have status to fly on an airline that I didn't have, that I don't just have status on. Right. And sometimes if yeah. you have their card, you have status. And so you get it free for a year and it, you know, it gets you your faster boarding or, or whatever it was. Yep. So that was, yep. yeah, that's, yeah, but otherwise it does. You're right. It makes sense to. Yeah, it, and it works. You know, works out pretty good. But I, the, the thing with the the SPG is, uh, to me, it really hit home when we took uh, my parents and my brother's family, and I think there was maybe 14 of us, all flew to Florida and stayed at Disney World for I think it was it was either eight or ten days, all on those points, and you know, you, there you feel like a rock star when you can take everybody on those things and everybody's, you know, super appreciative and and it allows you to do a trip like that, that you probably, it's difficult as you know, logistically and financially to get everybody on the same board or on board the same hotel. We want to stay at this. We want to do this. But when you can say, look, we're going to burn 400, 500. Yeah. Yeah. It's on me because we're going to burn four or 500,000 points or whatever it is. And it's, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have a great time. And, my, you know, experiencing that 
and feeling so, you know, it makes you feel successful and you go, wow, man, I have been able you know, to do this. This is great. And to have a great time with your family and, and friends, we do the same thing. We go to New York for Thanksgiving. Many, many times uh, we go for the, for the parade and we always take at least one group of friends and that have kids and that kind of thing. So the kids can have a great time. And, you know, we stay at the Westin Times Square and we always get two or three rooms and it's just become a normal thing because it doesn't come out of pocket. And, right. and uh, so the travel things for us, because we love to travel. If you don't like to travel, you know, you got to look at maybe some other cards. And, right. You know, maybe yeah. You got to have something you. where you're going to use the points that you, you earn. got. It. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I know a guy and that it, just does Home Depot gift cards and sure. he loves it. You know, sure. So. No, and it's way easier. You know, the American the, the American Airlines card was good, but I never could use it for personal travel. I wound up burning all my miles to upgrade myself to, you know, first class when I flew around for business, which was fine. Yeah. But it was yeah. like like you. It's like, wait, I feel like I'm missing something here. You sure. know, I'm paying for everything when I travel personally. This is stupid. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, and so switching to the Starwood, I mean, I can I could burn down my balance as fast as I wanted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's great. And, it's great. And like you said, being able to sit in first class or business class. I mean, it just changes your attitude and oh, yeah. you the ability to hit the ground running if you have you know early morning meetings and you can. You, know, yep. you can stay in the club at the at the airport. There, there's a lot of benefits, and it, and it comes back to it really offers you an upgrade for your life that does not cost you anything. Uh, and I, I love it. I think it's great. I'm a huge proponent of it. And I, you know, I I'm a sneezer. You know, I tell everybody about anything that works good for me. I'm always talking about it. And I I think I've referred more people to that SBG card. Yeah. You know, than than I can count. And <laughs> I think I think it's all. I love it. That's you great. Know? But now yeah, let's cool. let's talk about who pays for this, right? Because you and I both know as as business owners that not only spend on credit cards as much as we can, but also have customers that pay on credit cards. It's very yeah. interesting, right? You know, it it um you have your discount rate that you negotiate with your merchant provider, whatever that is, right? And you pay a per transaction fee or not, again, depending on how your negotiation goes with sure. your merchant provider. But what you always will see, and it's never part of the negotiation, or at least it's never been part of mine. I'd, I'd be curious. Oh, to no, hear about it's not. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not. Is that those points get charged to you as a line item on your merchant statement separate from your, uh, your merchant, you know, discount rate. Yeah. And those point, those points are, you're just paying a cash dollar amount to buy those points from whomever the point provider is. So if it's, yeah. you know, if it's an airline, you're paying now um, the, the one thing though, and I, I honestly haven't checked recently, but it seems like visa and MasterCard typically have a lower discount rate for us as a merchant than Amex does, but yep. they typically sure. charge us more. Amex charges us very little, if not nothing for those points, they're paying for them out of the discount rate. Yeah. And I think that, that, it's because of that higher rate, right? Right. But the, it yeah. actually, for us, I've done the math. Now we're a mostly, and I, when I say we, I'm talking here about our backbeat media business, which is a B2B play. You know, we sell advertising on behalf of websites. So it's other businesses paying us a hundred percent of our customers are using uh, points cards. Yeah. Our, um, it's actually cheaper for me, for us to take Amex than it is to take MasterCard or Visa because the MasterCard and Visa, even though it's a lower discount rate, it comes loaded with all of that extra fees and it yeah. comes, it comes out higher. 
Yeah, I could see that. And I, and I think the thing that blows my mind uh, is there are still a large part of the population that especially consumers when you tell them oh you know we pay the fees that you know to take cards just yeah. in general not let alone affinity cards right people look at you like what what do you mean you pay uh you know that they, <laughs> they do don't have any it, it, exactly yeah. exactly and then the, the other thing I, I i love is and you're right it's called the discount rate but yeah. you know what a great term to use for a fee that they're charging you. Oh, this is the discount rate. And it's like, wait a minute. I'm offering I don't, I don't you yeah. a discount. Yes. yes. It, it's, how are we, you know, how, how does that come about? But, yeah. you know, if you're using a traditional merchant processor, you know, a bank, Citibank, Wells Fargo, or, you know, yeah. that's going through first data or whatever, you're paying a higher discount rate, a higher percentage. So let's say you've negotiated 2% or 1.5% for Visa MasterCard. Yep. Well, when somebody comes in and uses, say, United Airlines or American Airlines, you're not going to pay 2%. You may pay 2 point something, some basis, additional basis points, because they're going to get at those extra points, the cost out of that, out, yeah. of, out of you, out of you, out of the merchant. Um, somebody's got to pay for it. Somebody's got to pay for it. Now, with you know, we do a ton of business with PayPal. And one of the reasons I do, I love PayPal is because they do give you a flat rate. They do. Sim, they do. Similar to Amex, they give you a flat rate and they eat whatever the, the you know, the Delta is higher or lower. Uh, they'll, you know, if it's over, let's say you negotiate 2.25 with PayPal, anything over that, they eat it. But, but anything below that, they keep. And I think they figured out that, Hey, we're better at negotiating it than these, you know, little guys. These well, small because businesses. they have more leverage. Of course. Yeah. 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 I mean, they yeah. pass a ton of, yeah, we've tried to actually move PayPal would be the best decision for us. So it's probably the best decision for any business that takes credit cards, yeah. except that we're doing the processing internally for a lot of our folks. You know, we take sure. an auto renew payment and stuff, and and we could make all that work through PayPal, but it would not be as smooth a process for our customers. Yeah, yeah, it's right. got to it's got to work work for your customers. Yeah. And, but if you're selling yeah, something where somebody's just putting their credit card in on the web every time, psh, absolutely, PayPal is probably the best way to go. Yeah, yeah, and they'll even I mean they'll provide you a terminal that you can put in your office or shop. Yeah, I mean they, that's they, right. they they want your business as a a merchant processor much more now than they ever have in addition to just selling online and PayPal express and that, that kind of thing where you you could check. That's true. I wonder, you know, it's been, it's probably been 18 months since we've talked to them. It's probably worth us talking to them again because there might be, they might have, yeah, they're hungry. Exactly. They're splitting off, you know, in, in May they split from their, you know, from eBay. So they're really looking towards new business and they have a new merchant loan program for small businesses that I want to talk about sometime in the future. And uh, uh, so they're, they're an interesting partner, but you know, they're also polarizing. Some people love them and there's a lot of people that have had issues with them, but I've found that if you communicate well with them and you build up a very strong history, they're a great partner. Yeah. Really well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's true of, of even your bank, right? It's, you're going to, if you've got a history with them, you know, we get every year and maybe sometimes more often than every year, we, uh, we'll get the letter from our, our, the automated letter from the bank that says, Oh, we're raising your, it's not that we're raising your discount rate. It's that there's, we're incurring additional fees that are forcing us. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, and we always call them, 
and say, okay, cool. That's great. Um, we just wanted to make sure that this was correct before we go and shop around and make sure that, you know, this is still our best rate every time. It's like, oh, no, 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 not for this isn't for you. Ignore that. Right. <laughs> but you've right. got to make the phone call. Otherwise, yeah. it is for you. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's going to the letter says it's going to happen automatically in 30 days or 60 days or whatever it is. Call them up. There's nothing you'll you know, if you're running a business, you've already learned this lesson. But if you haven't, just in case, you'll never get anything without asking. No. And and you need to revisit those vendors. Like you said, every 12 to 18 months, you need to be having discussions with them, you know, uh, either to the, what's the competitive landscape look like? Has some new yeah. thing come up to where you could be saving money or are, are, are they offering new programs that they need to be offering to you? Right. And, and you need to keep them on their toes, just like your customers keep you on, you know, us on our toes. hundred percent to of do, the time. You got to do the same thing. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, we're, heavily into UPS uh, right now. And it's been a couple of years and I have a three o'clock meeting with FedEx that are trying to get our business back. So, you know, you got to make these guys jump through some hoops, just like, just like your customers, you know, uh, ask us to do the same thing. Yeah. Don't feel bad about it just because you know how bad it feels to go through it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's a really good thing to, to try to remember, but it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. No, because you know that if you put the screws to these guys this after, or, or you know, you get off your call with FedEx and you call UPS yep. and put the screws to them, you know exactly how that feels to them because you've been there. You were probably yeah. there earlier today. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're, that's right. That's yeah. right. And you're, you know, you can push and push and, uh, you know, I've, I've got a great story of FedEx flying my wife and I out to the orange bowl, uh, and for a, almost a week, you know, trip out in Florida and, and why schmoozing, you know, trying to get our business and sure. It was awesome. I loved it. And, uh, did we wind up going with them? No. It sounds did like feel, you didn't. That's right. Did I feel bad? Nah, a, a, a little bit, but little you bit. know, I was like, yeah, guys, I appreciate the trip. It was a great football game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fun game. Woo. Yeah. Go team. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's right. So, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's good. So there's a lot to do by credit cards. I mean, we'll, we're going to dip back into it from time to time as we talk about new things and, and revisit uh, programs and what works and uh, different ways to do things. Um, but uh, definitely something that needs to be in your toolbox uh, as a consumer and using it to pay for everything that you're doing through your business. And, and also as a merchant, you've got to be looking for you know new things. Whether you use uh, Square or Stripe or PayPal or your you know traditional merchant services, you you need to keep on their toes on both sides of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, All right, well sure. that's that's sure. uh, that's a wrap for this week, my friend. And uh, we'll be back awesome. next week to yeah go through whatever it is that we go through. Uh, you got it. Feedback at dbapodcast.com is the way that you can get in touch with us. Obviously, dbapodcast.com is where you'll find all the shows and the links and everything that we put together for you during the week. And uh, find us. Tell us what you want to hear about. Tell us if there's anybody, even if it's you, that uh, that you think we should have on the show. We would love to talk to more people about all of this stuff. So Absolutely. Thanks for a great, great show, Shannon. This was good. Yeah, you bet. Have a great week, and uh, hopefully things don't melt too quickly out there for you. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, I, hope, I hope exactly the opposite for you. <laughs> That's right. Right on. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Shannon. Bye, everybody.